Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans, bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource base for autism and much more. I'm pleased to have Andrew Arbo as my guest today. Andrew is the founder of Driving with Autism and specializes in helping autistic individuals and their families pursue driving as a transportation option. Andrew began this journey because of his personal experiences learning how to drive being autistic himself. In addition to conducting driving workshops, Andrew also consults online with new drivers and parents to help brainstorm solutions to their personal journeys. He plans to continue making his workshops and consultations available to others with autism, their parents, and community professionals nationwide. Andrew's other work includes being the Director of Community Outreach for Planning Across the Spectrum, Speaking Engagements, managing their free-to-use national calendar, and writing blog posts on various autism topics. Welcome, Andrew, and thank you so much for taking time to join me today to share your experiences about learning how to drive while being neurodiverse. I am, again, thank you for having me here, and for the name of the podcast, I thought, a great name, by the way, and a good way to get people's attention, so I can't wait to see how things go after this, but I'm really happy to be here. Well, thank you so much. And I'm really happy to have you here. So to begin with, tell me a bit about what inspired you to start this program and who your intended audience is. I started this just because of my own experiences. Um, I'm going to start speaking purely from a Connecticut perspective where I'm where I'm located, uh, central Connecticut. When, when I was learning how to drive, and again, this is my own experience, does not reflect everyone's experience. Like, as I say, um, everyone's completely different on the autism end. And anyone that says otherwise is, well, questionable in, in kind of words. But in Connecticut, um, before I started, before I started my involvement in the topic, when I was trying to look for like schools or options for me, options for me of how to look at it, there was just about none. And then Connecticut, just to kind of go into transportation without it being super boring, and it is Connecticut. Connecticut has its moments. <laughs> Connecticut's very highway driven, like they have very highway uh, driven state with uh, transportation varying in each part of the state. Central Connecticut's good for buses, uh, driving obviously, and while other parts of Connecticut has like trains, other parts of Connecticut, like the east side of Connecticut, um, most close to the island side is very, it's just woods and you have to drive. And I was working for schools and programs, and because I was majoring as a disability specialist in a community college that I graduated back in 2018, when I was kind of looking for stuff I could use personally, I couldn't find a single thing. I couldn't find a lot. And a lot, and because I was involved in the dis, uh, still currently involved in the disability field, I tried to work for like workshops on this sort of thing, and I couldn't find anything. I mean, besides like, you know, the, the workshops with the, with the buses, which is fine, by the way. Buses are good. Buses are good. I always like to think about the gray side of transportation. Everyone has different needs, right? <laughs> so, so and I was looking at that and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm not learning something. I already know all this. Like, I don't get anything from this. So I had to really kind of, I had to kind of create my own path and trying to, to be able to actually get my license. 
I was able to do it. And after I got, I, I wanted to do a resource because, hey, no one else is doing it, or at least no one in my state, because obviously there are initiatives throughout the country on this, uh, a couple states. But for Connecticut, when I first kind of got involved, it's like, I wanted to do a presentation on my own experiences and that led me to, and that led me to do a couple of presentations. Uh, the first one I ever did had 30 or so people showed up, people showed up. I was able, and it was thanks for that. Thanks for that. I was able to connect to local driving school and I helped out with their program for a while. And I kind of left a year ago, just, I wanted to do something different. And that's where I was developing driving with autism. I wanted something that I could do in all 50 States. And because, well, pandemic adds the opportunity of doing virtual everywhere, like this very Zoom that we're doing right now, where I'd be able to kind of do like a, like it's a 30 to 40 minute uh, classroom setting, which is one of the main things I do driving with autism. It's a, I can't go into basics. I'm probably answering one of my other questions from later on. So don't mind me skipping ahead. But what I do in driving with autism entirely online can be done in all 50 states is I do a, a eight-part series, driver readiness series, where people can kind of learn a new driver's interest in driving can learn kind of how to be ready for driving, the expectations. And I go over autism concepts because, well, you have to, and because, well, in my experiences, no one said it's no one said a thing. So I wanted this resource to be something where people could actually use. I go over sensory as one of the topics, sensory sensory needs, because hey, it's important. And I even go over sensory tools kind of like Eve tools or even mental like strategies that people could use to help with the sensory side. So I go over that. And then other topics I go over is uh, kind of the world maps, the motivations of drivers. I always find motivation important because you don't have a reason to drive while you're doing. And I do, do have some topics for parents, but the eight part series of uh, webinar series is entirely more for the new drivers themselves that want to drive. Parents can still join on, especially Especially if they, especially if they want the information as well, but it's mostly targeted for them. And then the age groups, about fourteen up, fourteen up, and just honestly, I'm open to anyone that just wants to learn, wants to learn. And I'm also fine with older ages because hey, with different lifespans for a lot of things. I mean, I don't think I'll get very young kids. I can't see that unless unless it's a very strong special interest. I hope hope that can happen. That'd be kind of fascinating. In my honest opinion, age groups, and I'm also welcome different disabilities. Uh, I get a lot of ADHD comments from time to time to the point where I even have to made a new page on my website um, called the Frequent Question and Answer page where I address a lot of those questions. So I'm fine with ADHD. One of the things I do personally is uh, I don't dare speak over someone else's experiences because, well, I clearly don't have ADHD and and I just rather teach like the stuff that the stuff that's very universal and driving that most people would need to know. Well, again, touching the, uh, the disability autism side of things, the sensory stuff. I kind of go over uh, police interaction strategies of what to do in those situations. A lot of things are really strategies and just really solution space. And the main goal is want people to obtain, to attain their license. And after they complete the eight part series on um, seasonal, and we're about to approach all fall series, which opens in September 14th. And we're going to go into November. It's on Wednesdays at 6 PM. And then after they complete that series, they, I'm, I meet with them and go over local resources because I've been there, done that. Maybe not everything, but I know resources can, cannot be the greatest in each day. 
and I look up different states and a lot of it's really fascinating. I've been rambling on, so that's kind of the main gist of why I do my program. And I actually do quite a bit more, so I'll probably be staying a lot more further in this episode. Okay, well, you already answered one of my questions, which yeah. was that you that you are working with people in all 50 states, even though you're located in Connecticut, that what you do is applicable in all 50 states. Uh-huh. So, so tell me, what kind of results have you been seeing for those who've attended and completed the program? Uh, keep in mind that it is, it's still kind of a brand new, it's like seven, eight months old. My gosh, eight months old, that's kind of the the far the moment I thought of that is just it's getting old a little bit. <laughs> I launched it back in December 2021. And I can tell you one thing on the social media perspective, like I have a Facebook, a LinkedIn, and Instagram. There's been a lot of attention, like attention immediately immediately. And I never got so many downloads of my ebook. I actually have a downloadable ebook that people could go on. You go on our homepage at autismdriving.com. And you'll see there's like a free to, free to download ebook. And I still got, I'm pretty sure I got like two or three emails today actually on, on that ebook. Give that or the newsletter. Private attention. And I recently did an overview. Well, in Facebook, it's called Worrying About Driving for Autism an Overview. I got had like 60 signups. While half of that, half of the actual people showed up, but it still means something. I even got 10 signups during the actual presentation, which again says a lot. So there's a lot, and I had to email a lot of them the recordings of said presentation when I did that. I'm varying attention. Um, my students are kind of on the small side, but again, that could change over time. Um, one of the goals, and one of my goals is to do partnerships and in, in as much driving schools as possible, both regular and adaptive driving schools. Try to get one in each day, of, and multiple are kind of okay. Just, and so I have like varying um, partnership options I offer the schools. Like I have a referral sh- uh, kind of like a referral ship where they refer people to us and they get like an exclusive uh, coupon and other deals. And yeah, just kind of show people that there's stuff out there. And when they see the driving schools being a partner with us, it'll be like, oh, wow, this driving school is actually a partner with an autism place. It's like, oh, wow, I could actually care about this school. So I want to kind of get that feeling and be able to help driving schools and other people on the way. And I'm hoping to have a page up in the coming months. Those sort of things take time and I'm going to be really pleased. Like I'm already getting some, I'm already kind of having one or two things set up in motion. I'm very excited to kind of like just show it off the display. Here we go. <laughs> and to start getting again, move on with that. Well, that all sounds terrific. That really does. So what do you do though, when somebody comes to you and says, you know what, I, I just I just don't think it's for me. I don't know if I can learn how to drive. How do you respond to that? Do you think driving is for everyone? Can can anyone learn? Um, that's what, remember when I was saying that transportation is like a really great area. Like I said that because people have a lot of different needs and as much as I love to be like, hey, driving should be for everyone. It's not that simple. <laughs> it's really not that simple. And especially for me, like I know a lot of people with disabilities of uh, being connected so much in online communities and in Connecticut and in new work where I recently started, I started doing some work for the Anderson Center for Autism and, and got recently involved in an ECHO program. And that will give me a lot of other perspectives to work with a lot of professional ones too. But I met so many people that have a lot of different cases, like uh, parents that may have may have industrials that have like different levels. I'm being really careful by wording. I'm not much of a semantics guy. 
like you don't have to worry with me about identity first or per- person first rankers. I honestly don't care whether you call me, but other people they do. So I have to kind of be a bit careful of how I word these things. But there's a lot of differences. Like people may have the sensory needs. It just really depends. Like if they feel unsafe, like uh, seizures, if it's like a certain type of seizures that they can't really do much with, because obviously there are medications and other strategies trying to be careful of wording because, you know, online communities can definitely eat a lot of people. It just really depends on disabilities and even autism. It also just depends on varying things on like the bracket might kind of mindset, the executive functioning, especially executive functioning. So it really is dependent. So I try to get a good understanding. If, if let's say someone signs up to our free 15 minute overview, if they go on our con- contact page on the drive of autism website, we do like a free consultation call and they can kind of ask me questions on the program. Oh, if I get like any specific emails, I kind of go from there. Also telling them all the other services too. I just go on that. And then if I wasn't in consultation, again, I would hear from their perspective and kind of go from there. Oh, it's important to hear from them if I can get both the parent and the person that wants to drive. That's better. Sometimes it's mostly just parent or just the initial, but you got to do what you got to do. So I'll just try to get as much as I can get out of that and provide recommendations. And, and just want them to do the actions instead of just me. Just me doing it all for them. Like I want them to be kind of the shining star in the past. Might be cliche saying, but <laughs> well, then it what's works. The, what's the one best piece of advice you can give to those neurodiverse individuals who are considering learning how to drive? That's so broad because you could think of so many things, and that's and that's how I'm going to the driving aspects because you know there's so much. See, having your seatbelts on. No phone, or if you really must use a phone, hands-free, please. <laughs> hands-free, please. There's so many different ways to take it. But I'm going to go the motivation route. Uh, people that know me will probably be like, that's typical, Andrew. That's typical. Because I'm always one for motivation. Like for myself, my personal one, personal experience, employment. Like I want to be employed. I want to be, I want to have a lot of options. I don't want to be kind of restricted by uh, have not having the license. Which I was starting to realize when I was pursuing the said uh, program when I was in, in community college, it was starting to something I noticed and I realized it became a necessity for me to drive. So always look at your motivation, what you want from driving. And also know and also know driving is a huge responsibility. I could quote Spider-Man, but people have already heard that cross a quote already. <laughs> I let I let the imaginations of the listeners have that quote saying in their minds. Bonus points if they like the Tobey Maguire movies. Well, then tell me, how can people reach you if they have questions or if they want to know more? I guess the um, best way to reach me is that um, uh, two things. Um, we have a website called www.autismdriving.com. And another way is our social media pages. We have a Facebook, a LinkedIn, and Instagram, all of the same name. You should be able to find it. Or if you see like a crazy page with a lot of driving and autism content on there, it means you found out you found me. Okay. And that was www.autismdriving.com. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Andrew, for your time today and for sharing some great information. I really appreciate it. Um, of course, like I wanted to be like a resource for all 50 states as much as possible. 
Well, that sounds like an absolutely wonderful resource that you have there, Andrew. And I just want to thank you again for taking the time to come on to the podcast today. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.